0: Podcast. i'm saba i'm julia and we've been gone for a long time we're back though back at it again back at it again with the red
1: vans no white vans um what oh so- she doesn't
0: know memes
1: well I, I know memes but i don't know what meme you're talking about you don't know um damn daniel God, get out of
0: here! Damn, it's damn Daniel. Oh, yeah, don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> don't like it. It's what the kids are doing these days. Um, there's a really funny uh, there's a really really funny mix of that. Like someone made it into a song, and it's so catchy. Like I kept listening to it because I was like, this is such a catchy song. Is it like a hide your kids, hide your
1: wife like no. remix sort of, or like um, that kind of thing? Whatever that's called. Yeah,
0: well, like, no, that same, I know what you're talking about, that same, like, YouTube channel didn't do it. It was just some random, like, mixed, like, techno-y version. But it was turned into a song. Yeah, 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 it's, and that's what I'm mostly associating with Damn Daniel now.
1: Okay, Saba. That's where my head's at right now, guys. I've taken a break, and saba has gone into the dark world of memes, or memes, whatever they're called. Memes are great. Um, I was just telling Saba about my Tim Hortons experiences every morning um, because I'm working out of the city right now. And every morning we go to Tim Hortons and we order coffees for a bunch of people at work. And we get this lady and she goes, Morning. Welcome to Tim Hortons. Can I take your order? And we get really excited when we get her. And so we'll say like the first drink and then she'll repeat it back to us very slowly And we'll say, she'll say anything else? We'll say, yep, medium, double, double, all right, medium, double, double, and a black coffee, anything else? Does she know you?
0: Like, does she know who you guys are at this point? No,
1: because we always have, like, it's someone else at the window. So we just hear her voice, and we never see her. Oh, mystery woman. I, I was just thinking, Julia always has,
0: like, the funnest stories about, like, weird people she either meets or she works with in some capacity and like they almost seem like characters of like real life people. Like I'm always astonished. I'm like, how do you meet these people in your life? And I don't know if it's just that you tell it in a really funny way or if like it's true, but I have a
1: feeling it's true. (laughs) It could also just be me putting a character on them but like hearing their voice and being like well now it really sounds like this (laughs)
0: that's
1: what you do when you come from a small town um
0: i realized that whenever i like
1: mock people or
0: like mimic them i always go into like this voice like i like really and like i was like talking to celia and was like I make that voice a lot. And she's like, yeah, you do. Like, every time you, like, are mimicking someone, that's the voice you put on. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I should probably stop that. Especially for dudes. I put that voice on for dudes a lot. Mostly because, like, all men are dumb. JK, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> um Wait, what? <laughs> what did I just say? Nothing. Okay, where's your head at, Julia? <laughs> it's been so long, we don't know how to podcast
0: Yeah, anymore. so... Okay, let's recap of what we did. So we went to Whitehorse was like our biggest thing. And we did a couple there. We did like a one part of something that was supposed to be a two parter, and the two parter never happened because we never had time to like or never had like a place to sit down with We didn't people. have
1: time. We
0: didn't well we also didn't have time, but like whenever we would try, we would always get bombarded with like other people and it was kind of rude and hard to like You know what I mean? Like, say, like, hey, we're going to take this one person and, like, leave now. So we just never did the two-parter, and sorry for
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, like, the last episode with Sarah Roa, we were literally sitting in the corner of the studio we were meeting in for the workshops, Mm -hmm. and we had, like, five minutes to, like, quickly record, and, like, the workshop person kept coming up to us and asking us personal questions, like, who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? We're like, oh, we just want to record. Let us be.
0: Yeah. And it felt so, like, oh, like, I want to talk to you, but also, like, we're actually doing something important for, like, our sake right now. We're on a break. Like, let me be on my break. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that was that was hard. Yeah. But, yeah, so we we got back from Whitehorse, and what happened? We just lost track of time. And yeah. Fringe, like, fringe happened. Fringe Toronto happened. fringe happened. Um, I
0: remember, well, for me, this is my experience, is that I came back from Whitehorse, and I literally, like slept for a week.
1: Yeah I was sick and we slept forever. Yeah
0: I was like gone for a week I just couldn't function but that was pretty much the rest like then everything was fine. Also like I don't know if I mentioned this before but I moved into my new place literally like maybe four or five days before we went to Whitehorse and so like it was just dealing with that as well like Oh, I haven't been home properly, and being able to actually like finally be at home was really weird too.
1: Yeah. So then, what happened? <laughs> Are we just gonna go through? A so let's line? just go through our agendas and see what happened. Um, um, well, I guess we could talk about like where our heads were at coming back from Whitehorse yeah, I think because that's a good idea. it was yeah. You have something yeah. to say. Um, so what we
0: decided basically was, well, this might be a long one, which I'm not totally like against, I would like it be fine. Cause I think we have a lot to talk about, um, versus like, not just with Whitehorse, but just in general, we, um, I should probably like clarify, like we don't have a, um, we don't have a guest on today. We thought that'd be fun and interesting to just like do uh one show with just each other and like ask each other questions and stuff and we come came up with this this idea before we went to white horse because it would have been really interesting to like see where we like where we thought the podcast was going to be our perspectives what before and like when we started it versus like where it is right now but then white horse also happened and we wanted like to then discuss that within ourselves as well, um, with each other, especially because we we like are two people that work together very closely. We also are like very, very, very good friends and roommates now. Um, for the next month, I'm moving out because this is just a sublet for me. Um, so I think that those two, so it might, I mean, like I think that they can overlap in lots of ways. Uh but yeah, let's start with White Horse. I just wanted to
1: clarify for everyone. <laughs> okay, so now that you've had time to kind of like let White Horse settle in, it's been about a month-ish mm-hmm. since we got back. Mm-hmm. How do you like how was your experience overall being in Whitehorse? Um okay. you can talk to that maybe. Um so I have a lot to say about that.
0: Um a lot and maybe not even a lot, actually, if that makes sense. Um and i feel weird bringing this up cuz i made some lovely friends through white horse and some lovely people um facilitated it um and were part of like in charge or like sorry um in charge of our workshops like teaching us but if i'm going to be very honest i don't think i had that much of a good time through the program um i don't think i took as much as i hoped i would from the program, and if it wasn't in Whitehorse, I think I would have been very unsatisfied. I think the fact that I was in the Yukon made up for a lot of, like, my disappointment with the, with what was going on around me in general. Um, It it felt really weird, because, like, I felt like we were doing so much all the time, but at the same time, I wasn't, like, grasping onto anything. Like, I wasn't taking it much from those experiences. Do you understand what I mean? Like, we had a lot of, like, um, these... I wouldn't say that we were networking. I feel like we were, like, just around people that were there for networking. Um, And, like, were kind of expected to, like, go into it to network. But it was really hard because a lot of them... Let's give you a little, like, sorry, to the audience. Like, let's give you a little, like... Background of what Magnetic North is. Magnetic North is um, the only national theater festival in Canada, and every two years, I would say, I think every two years it travels to another city in Canada. Every other, year. every other year, okay, every other year it travels to a different city, and its home base is Ottawa. So this year it was in the Yukon, in Whitehorse, and. Um, And this is after speaking to another theater artist as well who has been to uh, to Magnetic North to pitch a show where it is kind of um, the industry series is kind of a meat market where people who are there to pitch or there to um, to network are very specifically looking for something specific, like, have a certain goal in mind, and that's usually to somehow get money for their show. So they really don't have the time or energy, mostly, um, to, or not, I might be, like, generalizing, but a lot of them probably don't really have the ability to, like, give a lot to um, the what we were, the Emerging, Emerging mm. Artist Program. And This is, like, this is um, coming from one person's perspective who I spoke to after the fact that we went to, North. It might be different for some from other people. And we did have some people come up being like, we want to talk to you. We want to get to know you. And there were not to say, like I'm not, I'm generalizing for just the sake of ease, like to make it easier. Um, and it did feel like that sometimes when talking to, like trying to talk to people, it felt like we were kind of in the way, at least to me, it felt like I was kind of in the way for certain people. It felt very hard to like network with them or like just talk to them. And it might been, have been easier for some people. I don't know. Um, and because of that, there were certain days where I just felt like, what did I really do today? Like, I was in a room, and I was just actively in that room, but I don't didn't take anything from that room. Like, I didn't take anything that would benefit me in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like, overall, I mean, to say I'm not grateful is um silly because I am grateful of like what I did and like getting that experience and no matter what I think that everything kind of like I'm kind of someone who thinks that like things do happen for a reason so I do think that it happened for a reason and I think that I will take things from it but generally I was thinking like about it a couple weeks after I had time to digest it and I was like I didn't really have that great of a time there through the program yeah
1: I think well I just to add on to that I Mm -hmm. think there's also something to be said about having an experience like that Mm -hmm. and how does it fuel you when you come back home because you know now we've recognized things and we're starting a um, an alumni program with the Amy project and like what we learned there that didn't work for us because you know like that informed how we go about creating spaces and like environments in our own Uh, theatrical world and like the questions we ask other people because yeah we were getting asked the question what do you do blah 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 and feeling like that was a barrier because we we're not established artists we're young we're in our early 20s trying to figure it out so when you know an established artist that you respect asks you that question you feel like you're not actually networking with them so how do we change that Mm -hmm. um yeah, that's what I mean. I think by like, I'm I did take things away,
0: and I am grateful. But there were lots of frustrations I had with the program. I think that's like a more concise,
1: less like roundabout way of saying it. Um, what about you? Um, yeah, I had a a similar experience. Um, I felt angry a lot of the time, mm-hmm. which we discussed, and how frustrating it is to feel angry. And it wasn't an anger towards you know one specific person. It was um, being around a group, I guess, how do I phrase this? It wasn't the group we were with. It was, you know, seeing how people talk about, you know, wanting to be feminists and wanting to, like, make theater that is inclusive and all. it's all talk. And then their personalities are, you know, they're interrupting you when you're speaking and they're taking up space that isn't theirs. And, you know, you're not really being an ally. You can You can say you're making theater that's, Um, you know, giving women voices or other people who don't necessarily always get them. But then when you're in real life, you just interrupt and like tell someone how they should feel or tell them about their experience. That's not a good way. Like, that's not right. And I felt like I encountered quite a few artists who did that. Um, So that was like fueling a lot of anger and just like recognizing like, why did we have a panel that was all white old people? Um, and then when I asked about it, it was just like a blasé answer that was not valid and not a real solution. So it's frustrating when you get to a level of theater that you're, you've looked up to your whole life and like people across the country and you're like, yeah, they must be making good theater. Like they just have to be. And it's disappointing when they're not, or they're not the kind of people that you want to be friends with, or even like be in acquaintance with because they don't have the same political standpoint or like social Activism, whatever it is, like it's just not in line with my beliefs. Um, so that was like frustrating. And you know, I've heard from a couple of people that when you get to this national level of theater, it's often disappointing when you have strong opinions about the kind of theater you want to make, and that's that's socially progressive and inclusive, and not you know the one way that it has been for so many years. Um, but on that note, being in Whitehorse, like, uh, cha- like, has my heart. Like, Whitehorse stole my heart, I yeah, think. she <laughs> loves
0: Whitehorse. She <laughs> wants to live there and be a mountain lady.
1: Yeah. Um, one thing that I have never felt in my life is community. And I come from a small town. And, yes, I have felt types of community within theater. But I have never been in a place where um, I have felt... Welcomed into a community and felt this like thing inside of me that was like whole. I I don't know how to describe it, but when after Orlando, um, we did a vigil, and that was like the first time I felt community. I felt people coming together, and it was organized by a group of different people from across like nations, across cultures, across country, uh, across the country in Whitehorse, and we lit candles and walked down by the river and sang and threw uh, wildflowers in the river. And I mean, powerful, powerful experience. But I also, before we even did any of that meeting at the fire pit, I was like, wow, this would never happen in my hometown. There's no community. And like, that has been something that's been missing my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know. So like, I think that's what made my trip so much more, um, important to me because I I always talk about the frustrations I have between coming between the city and my hometown and And that was a good medium. That was a good medium but also a good like yeah, there's something missing and and community is so important. Yeah. And supporting each other and, you know I don't know, it just like opened my eyes a lot. Um you want to talk more about it? You seem like you
0: have lots to say. We'd love to hear a lot about it because yeah,
1: never yeah, really
0: like we. So I mean, I liked Whitehorse. How you would like to me? How you would like any um, place, you place that to. you go to? But I noticed like a change in you, mm-hmm. like a very big change in you when you were there. Like you, like I could tell that you were like in love with the place. Um, and I would love to hear and like. This is the first time we've actually opened yeah. up and talked about it. Because, like, like, we've kind of... Also, we've been busy and, like, actually haven't really, like... It's, like, weird because we're roommates, right? So I feel like I see you... Or, like, right now you're uh, not in the city for work. But, like, I feel like even when we're living together, I see you all the time. But then we haven't had, like, these big conversations in a while. Like we did yeah. when we weren't living together. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, we never talked about that part of it, like your, like, I don't know, love for that place, which is really interesting to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was surprised Mm -hmm. that I even, I've done a little bit of traveling Mm -hmm. and I've, you know, every place you go, you kind of fall in love with while you're there. And for the most part, maybe not everyone, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I guess, you know what it was? It was like being there for the first two days by myself. And like, I've never done that. I've never had to go somewhere where I don't know anyone, where I'm totally alone and I have to figure it out. Like, um, and then, you know, showing up, (laughs) like had that long travel with no sleep. And then it was daylight all the time. Um, and like figuring out just like where to put air in your bike tire by yourself in a f- strange city obviously it's not foreign because it like there's no language barrier for me which i can't imagine going to a place where there was cuz that was just like walking alone by some river with no one else in sight like um that and then going to meet Patty Flather who was my mentor and getting like i was just so welcomed into their space into their rehearsal And I was just like an—I was just there to look and watch, but it was like so welcoming. And I think that was like part of it. And, um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's honestly the stuff that's been missing my whole life. Um, because you assume when you go to a small town, you know, yeah, everyone knows each other in my hometown for the most part, or they used to, but there's also a lot of problems. Um, that I could go off on forever (laughs) and it would be like a year long (laughs) (laughs) podcast. Uh, For the sake of just
0: honesty, I really wanted to talk about something, which I'm not saying in like a negative way. It's just something that I really wanted to bring up because I think it's really interesting. I do not feel this way anymore, but like it was so weird because like I had an opposite experience when I and we I think I talked about this in one of our shorter podcasts where I was like when I got here for the first day or so I felt very lonely and very sad and very like and it's not like I haven't traveled I have like I've backpacked through Canada towards like the west coast with like just my cousin and stuff and you know, my, like, I've always, like, that's, I think that's, like, the difference is that I've always traveled, like, my dad would always move us around, um, from place to place, Mm -hmm. and I never really had, like, a stable home, um, at least for, like, a very long time, uh, but, like, yeah, I felt really, like, incredibly lonely and stuff, and, um, I remember when I saw you, like, because I could tell, like, as soon as I saw you, how at peace you were, like, just a, there was just a difference in you. And I was like, and not to say that I was, like, not happy for you. I was, like, super happy for you and that you were, like, so, like, because you needed it. You needed it so badly. You needed to get away because you were, you were, like, just going out of, like, a job that you hated and you were kind of, like, stuck in this, like, place in Toronto and stuff. And so you needed it really badly. But it was weird because I felt, like, lonelier, like, seeing you so at peace. And I was, like, almost, like, scared that, like, you would just stay there and leave me in Toronto. (laughs) I was, like, oh, like, she's never coming back. She's staying here. Yeah, I was, like, so, like, for some reason I got so, like, scared and, like weird like weird about it and I was like that's a ridiculous fear that I have that like you're just leaving me forever or whatever but I think it was just like that friendship side of me that was like no like don't leave me for white horse now I'm like whatever I don't care you should do what's happy for you but I think when I was in that space I was like such a I was also just in a very needy mood at that point uh but yeah like and it's something that like I didn't want to say but I think why not bring it up because it's not what I feel now and I d- it didn't come from any sort of malice it just was like this feeling that I felt at the time
1: yeah and that's totally fair like <laughs> <laughs> um it's weird because I didn't I didn't even notice that in myself mm-hmm. it's like I only really felt like this like huge release and like moment of true happiness when we were standing in the desert like on the last day really yeah because like I looked at you and you had your arms up and you looked so happy and I was like ah I feel so happy right now <laughs> um but it was like wasn't until like a just like since I've been home that it's really mm-hmm. I'm like wow I really liked it there really really and it was hard to pinpoint what it was that I really enjoyed because like of course every, my mom was like well, do you feel like your career is now at another level and you're just going to keep moving forward and forward and after the trip? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, like when she picked me up from the airport, she asked me that. I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Like, I just met a bunch of people who were really great for the most part. And, like, I I think that's just all it is, is, like, who you know. and And you're not going to, like, find the job of your dreams right away because of it. I don't know it was such a stupid question sorry mom mm-hmm. stupid question but yeah Um. back to the like I don't want to bash the program because I think it is still like a really great you yeah. know anytime you leave I know you're not yeah. bashing it I know you're not Um, I think it but you know we never talk about like the critical side of things or like we don't critique um, things not us I mean in general like yeah. we don't you know oh it was so great I had this a wonderful experience it was yeah. so good And that's all you ever really hear from people about these kind of like Mm. emerging artist programs because you kind of just take anything when you're an emerging artist and you're like, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's all for my career. It's all helping me. And it is. But I think it's good to critique them and and talk about like, you know, what was missing. Like, sorry, I'm interrupting. But like it helps you like
0: learn how you want to better things, right? Like it helps you understand like, okay, well, I didn't like this thing from this program, so how do I make sure that when I'm older and I can, like, make these programs for other people that I learn know what to, what to take from it and what not to take from it? Because I will say, like, there were lots of great things. There were. Like, there were... I met lots of great... I still did meet lots of great people. I met lots of people that I would still, like, consider my friends. I met... And we watched... Um, I watched great performances, like... I mean, not all of them I enjoyed, but, like, there were a bunch that I did really like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, like, um, just meeting artists from across the country is special. Like, you don't get to do that, and you don't get to see... I just loved being able to, like, sit down that one time we went out for lunch and be, like, all in agreement of how frustrated we were. It was, like, a bunch of us women Mm -hmm. who went out for lunch, and we were just... And, you know, we're not all from Toronto, Vancouver, wherever else... Mm -hmm. Um, and we just kind of were like, yeah, this is frustrating. And we all kind of agreed on, on similar, similar issues within our own, um, like spectrum of stuff as well as across the country, which I thought was really cool. Um, but yeah, so that's white horse. (laughs) Um, I think I had one more thing to say, but I think I'm losing my train of thought now.
0: Uh, something about white horse. Eh,
1: it's gone. I'll come back. Sorry, guys.
0: you are left in... Sometimes. Anything else
1: for your order, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Timmy's girl. I'm going to miss her this week. I have a week off. Don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Do. I'm going to do so many things.
0: We're going to do so many things. You should go to... I... Um, people have been finding out that even though... Well, I lived in Houston for a long time, too, but, like, I was born in toronto and like raised there for like raised here for half my life that i've never been to the island
1: what yeah
0: like i've never been to the island and i've been telling people this this week and they're all so shocked i want to go okay sabo we're
1: going we're bringing our bikes because renting bikes there is so expensive so do
0: you like you can take your bike on the ferry
1: no you have to bike across the water
0: oh like jesus yeah like jesus
1: can you do it
0: Wait, does Jesus walk across water or Moses? I don't know. No, Moses part of the seas. I have no idea. What are you doing? (laughs) This This is not a Bible podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No ideas. Um, One Um, of my favorite movies of all time is uh, Prince of Egypt, which is like a cartoon, like an animated um, movie about Moses. Like, it's that's what it is. And it's one of my favorite movies.
1: <laughs> Man, don't you miss the days when you are a kid and you just, like, on days like this where it's raining and kind of, not chilly, but, like, gross out, you just stay yeah. at home and watch cartoon movies? I mean, I still do that. Like, I feel like I missed that today. You
0: should
1: do it. My Netflix isn't working.
0: Do you need my account? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think it's my computer. Oh, okay, okay. Um, anyway, back to life and podcasting. Um... So what else has been on your head since... Uh, so White Horse has happened, you know, we've like had... I've been out of town, so you've mm-hmm. been here by yourself for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, where's your head at, man?
0: Oh, it's my turn to tell you where's my head at? I'll hold this, yes. sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: oh Where has my head at?
1: Where, where has, has my, my head, head been? been? <laughs>
0: okay. um, I feel like... I haven't really been giving myself time to think about things. Or maybe I've been thinking about things a lot to the point where, like, I don't even know what I'm thinking about anymore. Like, it might be that. Um, I've had a lot of alone time, guys. I'm very lonely in my house. <laughs> um, uh, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who came, who came to visit from um, New York. He's... Um, Doing his masters in New York, shout out to Kevin. He we had a good conversation. I, can
1: phone still. I can't.
0: We had
1: a conversation <laughs> about just to
0: the <laughs> No, we had a conversation about just like um being artists. And um, like he's a writer, and I'm a theater artist, slash, like I guess I'd be a writer as well. You are a writer. Okay, and um, thanks. And we just had like a really great conversation about it and like actually it was really lovely because I don't think him and I have ever had like such an in depth conversation about and we were like a couple glasses of wine and like you know what I mean? And um uh we started talking about like uh like relationships as well and stuff, but um Yeah, like we never really had such an in-depth conversation, I think, about it. And we discussed – so what we discussed was that he is starting a job where he has to help create – so Columbia, I I don't know if this is with all schools in the States, but I know Columbia has like this um, thing where you have to take a class on consent. And I know, and – but the classes are like geared towards what your major is. So like um someone has to facilitate within your major what you're going to do or like if within your program how you're going to like talk about consent. Mm-hmm. So he's um he's doing a masters in creative writing, so he's making these panels on like poetry and okay. um no, sorry, not poetry, on consent. So like he's getting so like I think he's doing two panels. And he was asking me on advice on like how to do one of the panels um like, it's not really my i like my thing to talk about so like i feel really like weird bringing up a lot of information but it was really interesting to like mm. um just the idea that like a school is facilitating that was really interesting to yeah. me because i've had this conversation a lot about university um university culture and consent culture and how those two sometimes do not or a lot of times do not Um, coincide with each other and that doesn't have to do with the fact that there are like evil people in university I just think that youth culture is really bad at talking about what they want and what they don't want and sometimes that can lead to people being very hurt very badly Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so we had that conversation and it was really interesting and lately I've been um I'm just telling you what I've been doing these past couple of days. I think I'm not really even like telling you where my head's at. I don't know. um this might be a very lazy <laughs> podcast. It sounds very cash um I've been trying to write more and trying to figure out what my voice is and what I want to write about, and sometimes I do get skewed with um with what other people are writing about and what, like, whether what I'm saying is, like, as important as Mm -hmm. what they're saying. Um, Like, and I'm trying to just understand what voice I want. And and right now what interests me. And right now I think what interests me is talking about love and sex a lot. Um, I'm yeah, I'm a very affectionate person and I fall in love very fast and hard. And, um, I'm trying to see where that comes from and not just love within like a romantic relationship, but like, um, familial or platonic and stuff. And I'm trying to kind of create stories around that. And, um, I'm adapting a short book into like, a play and I'm only adapting a couple scenes right now just to like kind of see where I can take them and workshop them. And I've been lately thinking of not just taking, adapting it verbatim, but also adding in things of me and my perspective and like creating like another kind of layer on that. Um, cause what I'm adapting is already an adaption of, um, of a myth, a Greek myth, and I love adaptions of Greek myths. So I feel like it's up for, like, more skewing as well. I think that it's fair game almost. And if it stays the book turned into a play, that's great. But if it doesn't, if it becomes something totally different, that's cool too. That happens a lot. I'm just trying to look for the first steps. And, yeah, I mean, it's good talking it out
1: yeah. to you guys. <laughs> to the phone. Um... I was just thinking while you were talking, because I've been, so much is on my mind that I, I was listening, but I was also thinking of myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, man, if I was still in school, things wouldn't seem so difficult, like dealing with collections agencies or.
0: Yeah, you have a lot going on right now, though. Like,
1: just like being okay with living at home and like, Mm -hmm. or the possibility of going back home for a bit. Mm -hmm. Um. Because that was so normal in school and like I am still young. I am twenty-three, but I also feel like I have this I put this huge um what's the word? Like responsibility on myself to be an adult and be ahead of the game. Always I always have. I've always felt like I'm I try to be more ahead of the game or like I'm more mature than the people like there's around no me. Game
0: anymore, right? Yeah, there's no game, it's just life. I'm yeah. like in the
1: fucking school's life. Yeah. Um, literally, life has more schooling in it than school has. I know that for a fact now. (laughs) Mic drop, everyone. (laughs) That's my new poetry book. You can buy it on Amazon.com or .ca. We're in Canada. (laughs) Support that. Also, something we should all support is the Wata Theater School. Man. Okay, so what happened... Um, you can read up on them, and we talk about them a lot in our podcast. Yeah, you know we'll put, a link for their yeah, Go we'll put the link. GoFundMe in yeah. in somewhere that you can click. <laughs> uh, they didn't get funding for their school and any funding, any funding, like literally zero funding, which is ridiculous because they are so important to the community, to their community, to every community. Mm-hmm. Like they need to be there. I don't. Uh, I feel. So I want everyone to just really help them. To,
0: um, yeah. We'll put, like, a link. And um, I would, I mean, hopefully we can get someone who is, like, involved in the Wata School to do a podcast one day because I would feel way more comfortable discussing yeah. it in depth um, with them. But for the time being, yes, um, we'll put a link. The link will have way more information by by the Wata Theatre School and you can also, if you have the ability to, uh, fund them. And if not, like just support, spread the word, do some more research, talk to someone. Yeah, it'd be cool because it's a really important program or like a really important company that needs to be a staple in the
1: community. Yeah. Yes, that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? Oh, wow. Okay, I keep looking at my phone, and it's been 15, like, that might have the military time, and I'm like, oh, we've only been recording for 15 minutes. We've actually been recording for, for... 36 minutes now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whoops E daisy Whoopsie daisy Um, yeah, what else? Okay, so my head's been in a lot of places. Yeah, but let's see where your head's at. Because I've been... Okay, yeah. Open up my brain, share it with the world. Mm. Um... I'm running a camp with my coworker, Jasmine, uh, in Milton and like, I love it. I love being with the kids. I love inspiring them and, um, you know, being a mentor to them. But, uh, you know, the, I swear there is something, maybe it's just me, but my, I get so fucked up when I go between Toronto and, and Milton, I just feel like just not like it took me a day and a half to like be, become myself again. Yeah. I saw because that. yeah, I was like a, a different person yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. We had a meeting. I was like so down and just like I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of reasons and con- contributing factors, but it literally took me until like eight o'clock at night to feel like myself again. And this mm-hmm. happens every single time. I go back and forth, or like I'm in Milton for an extended period of time. And it's, like, it really sucks not liking your hometown or feeling like your hometown is not a place that is home. Also, it just sucks not liking your home as well. Yeah. Yeah. But with that, like...
0: That's a lot of stuff I don't want to, like, if you don't want to get into it. I don't care. Yeah. I just... Because, like, it's not even, like... I almost... Because I have this similar experience. Like, I don't like going back to, like, not even my hometown, just where my mom lives. And, um... I also just have, like, oh um a lot of things with living at home, like, a lot of baggage with living at home, and that's one thing, and I feel like, sometimes I'm like, you know, if I didn't have that baggage, living in Pickering would be easier, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't mind living here for a couple more years because yeah. I had a car. I had access to, like, to Toronto whenever I wanted to. It's comfortable. Yeah, and I that way I would be able to, like, live at home peacefully, not pay rent, not pay for groceries, but still have access to, like, everything in Toronto. Um, But just. just, it didn't work. It wasn't working. Like, something about being at home was, like, stifling me. And mm-hmm. I think it had to do with the fact that, like, There is a lot of baggage for me that comes with living at home. And, like, we both have similar baggage with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I found that really interesting on, like, um, working, I know, like, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day of the week is, like, I love it. I love being there, but it's also, I feel very, you can't do both. You can't do, like, that many hours of a job and try and do a theater career in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Like, from Milton it's impossible like I couldn't work on any applications I couldn't even like write mm-hmm. I spent one night writing and then you know that kind of <laughs> added to my anxiety when I came back of just like oh there's so many things to catch up on and there's mm-hmm. so many things I'm missing out on and like that kind of feeling mm-hmm. um, but it's going into it I was like oh no just accept it like you need to work and make money and you enjoy this kind of work and then you just like yeah it's like a um, blah blah blah, blah.
0: Julia made me uh, make a pact with her that, like, next year, if she decides to go back to camp to work, that I have to punch her in the face.
1: That was not the pact yeah. we made.
0: <laughs> you were, like, slap me in the face. I said,
1: make sure I figure it out so I don't.
0: Okay. I swear you said, slap me in the face. Or maybe I was, like, Julia, if you decide to go, I'll slap you in the
1: face. That was Saba's violent side. <laughs> I was mad. Um, but, yeah. I find Milton a very interesting place I've talked about it a lot um with people because it's a the fastest growing town in North America or Canada um and there's still no community there is no place like the downtown isn't a place where people go and you know they do walk around but it's not like a hub like it's not uh, there's no everyone leaves to go do their things and it's It's, like, do I help make that better and contribute with the skills I have as an artist and, like, use theater? Or do I just give up and leave and forget about it? Saying
0: you're giving up, though, isn't the right, like, isn't the right word. Because you don't have, like, you already didn't really have this huge, like, drive to do it. Mm -hmm. And if that, if it takes, I just feel like saying you're giving up on something that wasn't really a huge, like, this huge rah raw dream you had to begin right. with is not fair on you you're putting too much pressure on yourself to like do this job that like millions not even millions like um like hundreds of people have to contribute to you know what I mean you can't do it on your own um yeah like I understand wanting to do that and I'm sure like I'm sure like in your future you could like um when you're older go back but putting that pressure on yourself right now when you already have so much pressure of just being a young adult and being an emerging artist is like a little ridiculous and this is me almost talking to myself as well right like it's like all of us like like a lot of young people um put a lot of pressure on themselves to like be an amazing may be amazing at their careers but also help whatever community they have, whether that be a family or, like, a small town or something, Mm -hmm. and also be, like, these perfect, like, bodied people and, like, happy and, like... be like. There's so many things we put on ourselves, and it's... At a certain point, you have to be like, that's not fair. I was, like, very much, like, adamant of being that person who, like, gets my mom, like, a mansion when she's older. And one day my friend was like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to help like to like help your family like it's okay if you can't right now and it's okay if you can't ever like you have to do what's good for you and saying that you're giving up on some sort of dream that you hard like not didn't hardly but like not really like an active passion that you had just like a thought it's really hard on yourself
1: okay Saba. thank you (laughs) I won't be so hard on myself. Don't be so hard on
0: yourself. Um, It's really one thing that I found out about Milton Three was
1: that, like, it has,
0: what, the most car crashes or something? Oh, I don't know if that's true. It just feels like there's a lot of Oh, okay. But, like, that's a really... I mean, I would love for you to, like, write something around, like, your hometown because you have a lot of interesting, like... Like, there's also, like, these... It just seems like this weird, overpopulated wasteland, the way you talk about it sometimes. Like, the fact that... There's so many people in it, but it still feels like so disconnected. There's like car crashes happening all the time, like,
1: and everyone knows who was in them. Yeah, it's not like 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 people like the fact that
0: yeah, it's a small town. So the people that are dying, you know someone who knew them, or you knew them, or like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That's crazy to me. That's in, that's like such a wild thing to think about.
1: Yeah, I wanna I want to write something about it because it's such a weird fucking yeah. place. Like and maybe that's
0: like what how you contribute to the town, right? Like not necessarily by making some sort of like active theater company there, but you contribute by making this piece of work that you like acknowledge is your hometown. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't know. You do really have to get away from some place that's not healthy for you, and you can't really be hard on yourself if you feel like you want to change it. There's other places that are willing to take that change. Yeah. No,
1: I agree. I
0: agree. And slowly it will. I mean, you already said, sorry, I'm like constantly talking and I'm like taking, not letting her like take the phone. Um, I mean, it's already becoming a diverse place. It's going to change eventually. Like it sucks to know that like the people that want to the only people that come to certain things that are about change are the people that want to see change. Like, you're never going to see, like, uh, like, a cis, straight, conservative man go to, like, a show about feminism in Milton. Like, you won't. But eventually that person's opinion will be, like, yeah. overshadowed by so many people that, like, want to see that. It just starts with, like, creating more diverse places, and it's becoming
1: diverse. Yeah. No, it's like that's but that's what I find so interesting Mm -hmm. is it is such a diverse town now, Mm -hmm. um, but there is such a divide between old and new, and um, there's no like (sighs) intersectionality between the people, which (sighs) it's just weird. It's like we live in the city where you go, you know, you go around and. You don't make fun of the person who served you because they have an accent, but that's what everyone does in Milton. The people I know will come back from the shopper's drug mart and make fun of the Indian man who served them by imitating their accent. And these are family members. These are not like, these are also random people in the town, but, these but are it's also family like, family. what do I do? Because I it's so wrong, yeah. but it's like not wrong to them because... Yeah. That's just what it, like, that's how people think there and, oh, it frustrates me so much and there's so many things that are, like, oh, I feel silenced on or, like, I want to speak up about a lot, but I just, it just, it gets shut down or, like, no one's interested Mm -hmm. and it's almost, is it better to just, like, shut up, do my time there and come back and then live my life in Toronto or... Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know. I don't know. That's what's been on my mind, though. (laughs) That's where your head's at. Yeah. Sorry, Milton, but you got work to do. (laughs) (laughs) For the zero listeners. (laughs) I think it's a good way to end it off. Mm -hmm. Bashing Milton.
0: Bashing Milton. Always nice. Always nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, welcome back, guys. Good to have you back.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um... We won't take too long to make more podcasts. It's been a, it's been like kind of a crazy summer for us. So yeah. It's been hard. But, but
1: we're going to make three this week.
0: Don't give them that. What if we make two? Well, now we
1: have the pressure. Oh,
0: God. Yeah, accountability. True, true. Okay, this but, is one, so we have to yeah, two more. Yeah, yeah. Um, accountability never works for me because, like, I will still change my mind and just go with what my, my mind wants. Like... I'll be like, I'm moving here. And then three months later, everyone's like, weren't you supposed to move? I'm like, yeah, I changed my mind. (laughs)
1: Yes, it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, But now this is, like, going to be a real thing because it's going to be on the internet. Yeah,
0: true, true. Okay. Okay, well, um, back to our awkward goodbye. So, goodbye.
1: Bye, 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 bye. How do you end it on a phone?